This is a KW Productions. Out of Royal Ohio! People, we are back to what the fucking why. My name is William. <laughs> <laughs> Threw us off. My name is Will. <laughs> Kyle. My name is Kyle. Big Kyle. Big Kyle. Yeah. Um, AKA. <laughs> 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 Coronavirus. <laughs> AKA COVID 19. It's from the, the flavor of AKA. I see that, he's the reason why we stay in the home. <laughs> Um, Elmer won't be with us on this episode. He's getting, getting his, his tattoo. I mean, hmm. huh? huh? Get his queef done. Yeah. What the fuck that means? <laughs> That's new. That's pussy fart, ain't yeah, it? Right. I know what it is. <laughs> it just came out wrong. Fuck it. Um, but he's never getting his pussy tattoo. <laughs> we, we we hope we never see what that looks like. Huh? Queefs never come out wrong. Cause you, I forgot you are the dingo monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I about that. Uh, this episode is gonna be a little different than the past, cause we actually the killer we're talking about today, we have his full confession that we're gonna play as we're talking about it. Um, I apologize in advance if the audio is not that good, cause the video I found kind of sucked. But you can still hear it. It's still pretty clear. You know what I mean? All right. So we're going to start with our Amazon review. Uh, this is pure brown seaweed extract. 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 Uh, capsules. Uh, the review is amazing. I give this to my cat, and it cures him of his autism. Also, since eating this product with milk three times a day, no more house ghost. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. He uh thinks that pure brown seaweed is the cause of house ghost. <laughs> Makes sense. How? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know your knowledge on that. There's a little sarcasm in there. You know? Yeah. Uh, there's normally a lot of sarcasm in his voice. <laughs> there is a lot of sarcasm. I would never know that. No? No. Wow. Guess I wasn't smart enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> One day, man. One day. Alright, so today our killer is Dennis Lynn Raider. AKA the BTK killer. You know what BTK means? No. Bind, torture, kill. Oh shit. Alright. Uh he was born March 9th. 1945 in Pittsburgh, Kansas. Uh, he had. They said ten, but I only found seven of his confirmed. So they said between 1974 and 1991, he had ten, but I only found seven, and that's all his confessions was was only seven. Okay. Uh, so. He was finally arrested in 2005 
14 years after his last confirmed kill. So he like completely just shut shut down and didn't do anything for 14 years. And then he got, you know, his cockiness back and started fucking. So he took a little time off. Right. You know what I mean? Killing and like as we talk through it, you'll see that. <laughs> Killing is stressful. <laughs> took a little break. Yeah. Not that we know, but we're just saying it's stressful. And as we, He's not being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> As we talk about some of the murders that he had, you'll see like that time frames that he'll have. He'll like have like a like a three year break, then a seven year break, then a fourteen year break. He kind of just breaks it off because he still he has two kids. You know what I mean? And, I mean he got to make sure family yeah. good before he go killing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, his early life, he grew up in Wichita, Kansas. Oldest of four children, he had seemingly normal childhood. Uh, Reportingly, he matched such uh, disturbing behaviors as hanging stray animals. What the fuck? Like, That's yeah, he just hung a wall. <laughs> it's a really. There was trophies. Um, I guess kind of hunters do the same thing, but yeah. to, they, they put them on the fucking wall. What would make the difference? Yeah. Except he's probably not stuffing these animals. The. I mean, but. You still killed it and you put it on your wall so you can look at it all the time. What, like yeah, taxidermy? Not, I guess there's yeah. really... It's not, that's not fucked that's up not too, That's not that though. weird, I guess. Do you know, like, some of the... I guess for a kid to be doing it is right. weird. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they said that, you know, in taxidermy and stuff like that, that a lot of them find, like, roadkill and shit. Yeah. It's fucking weird. And then some of them hunt the shit down yeah. and actually kill it. <clears throat> um... So he dropped out of college and joined the U.S. Air Force in the mid-60s. In 1971, he married his wife three years before his first killing. Uh, he worked as an outdoor su- he worked for an outdoor supply company for about a year. Uh, the year he started killing is the year he started his job at ADT Security Service, installing so the same... He was installing the same security systems that people were getting to keep the BTK out. He Uh was installing them all. Yeah, so how are you keeping me out again? (laughs) (laughs) Let's go ahead and put your code in, man. (laughs) Right. I mean... That's crazy. It's just crazy how he can change his mindset that easily. You know what I mean? Like, he'll be like, oh, you know, I got a family, I'm going to provide and work, and then all of a sudden switch it. I mean, you think a person that kills is not can't be a nice person too? Right. I mean, all of them were because they have to manipulate you know the people that that they're trying to kill. Like this one, you'll see that he's after like his first three killings, dude. He's straight fucking forward. I believe killing is like a forward thinking thing. Like you, you know that you're gonna do this. You're, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like Except how they say the it's accidentals yeah. people right. who accidentally kill people, but and like with going with that, it's like how, like they're like, oh, I didn't know I was gonna do that. Right. Like, come on, dude, really? Yeah. <laughs> you knew you were gonna do it. You probably didn't time. know the extent you was gonna go to. Right. But you knew you was gonna do it. But then even think about that, because half of them, like he, this dude, bondage people, tying them up, and all kind yeah. of crazy shit. Like that's a conscious decision to do that. You know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. All right, so going on with his first murder, uh, we're not going to say any of the victims' names, so I'm 
automatically gonna, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're gonna try to not, because I put. <laughs> <laughs> the only ones that we say they're, it's only their last name, just because it was an entire family. But even though you probably could say their names because it's Doctor Right. Name, well, he's gonna I, pretty much. We're gonna kind of like overview mm -hmm. the murder, and then he's gonna tell you what he did. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, like actually say right. what he said in court. Right. So his first one was January fifteenth, nineteen seventy four. He stra strangled to death four of the Otero family in their Wichita home. He killed both parents and two of the children before leaving the home with a watch and a radio. Uh, going on as we talk about more of his murders, you'll see that strangulation and souvenir taking would be like his pattern of behavior <coughs> during his murders so and. He would kill him and then steal his shit. Right. And then also a lot of his crime scenes had his semen in it. Like semen next to like the bodies and shit because it was like a because later he confessed that it was like a he drived on sexual pleasure yeah. from doing it. Right. It turned him on. Right. Yeah. Um, so the they had another son that wasn't home. So he came home and that's he came home later that day, and that's when he found his family. His family. That's fucked up. Yeah, because he, because listening to his confession, he didn't, his first one, he's like, I, I didn't know how much it took to strangle someone. Right. He's like, the movies kind of portray it as a couple seconds. Yeah. But he's like, I had to, he said that he had to go back to him a couple times. And then eventually he put a bag over their heads and did it that way. And then the one he hung in the basement. And that's the one they so found was, semen these on. These people was like, he was killing them like slow death type. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> so that's the, the overview of his first. He has a semen next to all the bodies. That's right. Up. Like, yeah, you'll like, see... So he would literally kill them and then jack off next mm -hmm. to them. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, he was... And you'll, you'll kind of like... As you listen to the confession, right. you'll see how like comfortable he is talking about it. Yeah. Like he, I mean, when you've done it so many times, right? It's a, a habit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's normal to eat. Well, not normal. But, uh, <laughs> it, it, sound, it sounds like for them, for them, it is normal yeah, because yeah, they human beings, periods are cute creatures of habit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So once you get to doing something, so much. it's easy. Yeah, and then like you know, I mean, after like. You do something for so long, you're used to it, and then trying to change it, right. you know what I mean? You're always going to almost fall back into it. Like, people with drugs, you know what I mean? How many times do people relapse? You know what I mean? It's, in a way, it's the same thing. But the drugs are messing you up and mentally other people. But this one, you're hurting innocent people that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. That one... That was fucking crazy. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. But I thought of a fucked up thing about that, though. Like, what if the dude would have came home early and he was jacking off still? He's like, ah, uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, like... <laughs> oh, now I gotta kill him, too. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll finish up first. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like... That's fucking crazy. <clears throat> like, how the world's timing is. You know what I mean? Like, what if he would have came home earlier? You know what I mean? He's only 15. Yeah. The dude... The guy, the uh, I think Raider at that time was thirty something, or 
no, he was about 40, 30, 30 something. Yeah. But this is crazy, man. The 14 yeah. year I mean, you said the kid was what, 14, 15? 15, the one 15. that they found, the one that found his yeah. family. To come home at 15 and see your old families. Right. You know what I mean? That's fucking crazy. There was, there was one time when I was younger, right? Mm. So, uh, I had, we had two dogs, and I was in school, and I came home, right? Dude, I guess the dog got into a fight, and my dad tried to break him up, and my dad got bit. Yeah. So, there was blood fucking everywhere. everywhere. So, like, I walk home, and there's blood yeah, everywhere. No blood. one's there, no dogs. I was like, what uh, what's happened? going on? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get a hold of my parents. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? fuck you up, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, like, you know, reading some of this, and then, like, you know that's what I mean? I was about 15 crazy. when that happened. And you know what I mean? Like cow became crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> He's talking about the other cow. <laughs> so, with uh, that one, you got any other comments for that first one? And nah, the only comment you can really do is it's fucking crazy. Right. Yeah, and I feel much. bad for the family and yeah. the 15-year-old kid that had to deal with that shit. Yeah, because that, you know what I mean? That yeah, probably up. fucked him up for oh, ever. Yeah. I can only imagine. We should we should do a backstory on him if we can find one. Yeah, yeah, we will. We'll do an update. See how he? I know he had to go through a whole lot of therapy. Yeah, we'll post it on our social media. Everything is what the fucking why podcast. Everything is YouTube, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that is what the fucking why podcast. TikTok and TikTok. Ticker talk. What the fuck and why podcast? Just WTF. NY podcast. Alright, with uh, that we're gonna take a we're gonna take a break, but you're gonna listen to the confessions. Alright, Mr. Raider, I need to find out more information. On that particular day, the fifteenth day of January nineteen seventy four, can you tell me where you went to kill Mr. Joseph Otero? Mm, I think it's eighteen thirty four. Uh, All right. Can you tell me approximately what time of day you went there? Uh, somewhere between 7 and 7.30. This particular location, did you know these people? No, that's... Uh, no, that was part of my, uh, I guess, my what you call fantasy. These people were uh, selected. All right, so you... You were engaged in some kind of fantasy during this period of time? Uh, yes, sir. All right. Now, when you use the term fantasy, is this something you were doing for your personal pleasure? Uh, sexual fantasy, sir. I see. So, you went to this residence, and what occurred then? Well, uh, I had uh, did some thinking on what I was going to do to... Uh, either Mrs. Otero or Josephine and uh, basically broke into the house or didn't break into the house but uh, when they came out of the house I came in and confronted the family and then we went from there. Alright, had you planned this beforehand? To some degree, yes. Uh, after I got in the house, it, well, I lost control of it but it, it was, you know, 
back of my mind, I had some ideas what I was going to do. And uh, I just, I basically panicked that first day, so. Beforehand, did you know who was there in the house? I thought Mrs. Otero and the two kids, the uh, two younger kids were in the house. I didn't realize Mr. Otero was going to be there. All right. How did you get into the house? I came to the back door, uh, cut the phone lines, uh, waited at the back door, had reservations about even going or just walking away, but pretty soon the door opened and I was in. All right, so the door opened, was it open for you? Or did I think one of the kids, I think the uh, uh, junior, or not junior, yes, the, uh, the young girl, uh, Joseph, opened the door. He probably let the dog out. Because the dog was in the house at that time. All right. When you went into the house, what happened then? Well, I confronted the family, uh, pulled a pistol, uh, confronted Mr. Otero, and asked him to, uh, you know, that I was there to basically, I was uh, wanted, uh, wanted to uh, get the car. I was hungry, food, I was wanted, and asked him to lie down in the uh, living room. And uh, at that time, I realized that wouldn't be a really good idea. So I finally, the dog was a real problem. So I uh, asked Mr. Otero if he could get the dog out. So he had one of the kids put it out. And then I took him back to the bedroom. You took who back to the bedroom? Uh, the family, the bedroom. They have four members. All right, what happened then? At that time, I tied him up. While still holding him at gunpoint? Well, in between tying and yes. Yeah. All right, after you tied them up, what occurred? Well, uh, they started complaining about uh, being tied up, and I re-loosened re the bonds a couple of times. Uh, tried to make Mr. Otero as comfortable as I could. Uh, apparently had a cracked rib from a car accident, so I had him put a pillow down on for his head. Uh, had he put a, uh, I think he Parker or a coat underneath him. Uh, they, uh, you know, they talked to me about. Uh, you know, giving the car and whatever money. I guess they didn't have very much money. And uh, the, there I realized that, uh, you know, I was already, I didn't have a mask on or anything. They already could ID me and uh, made, a, made a decision to go ahead and put them down, I guess, or strangle all right, what did you do to Joseph Otero Sr.? Joseph Otero? Yeah, okay. Joseph Otero Sr., Mr. Otero, the father. I uh, put a plastic bag over his head and then some cords and then tightened it. And this was in the bedroom? Yes, sir. Did he, in fact, uh, suffocate and die as a result of this? Not right away. No, sir, he didn't. What happened? Uh, well... After that, I, uh, I did Mrs. Otero. Uh, I had never strangled anyone before, so I really didn't know how much pressure you had to put on a person or how long it would take. But Was she also tied up there? In the yes. Uh, yeah, both her hands and their feet were tied up. She was on the bed. Where were the children? Uh, well, uh, Josephine was on the bed, and uh, Junior was on the floor this time. So we're, we're talking, first of all, about Joseph Otero. So you put the bag over his head and tied it, mm -hmm. and he did not die right away. Can you tell me what happened in regards to Joseph uh, He moved over real quick, like, and I think tore a hole in the bag, and I could tell that he was having some problems there. But at that time, the, the whole family just went, uh, they went panicked on me, so I, I worked pretty quick. You work pretty quick. Well, I mean, I, 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 I strangled Mrs. Otero, 
and she went out or passed out. I thought she was dead. She passed out. And I strangled uh, uh, Josephine. She passed out, or I thought she was dead. And uh, then I went over and uh, put a uh, and then uh, put a bag on uh, Junior's head, and uh, and then uh, if I remember right, uh, Mrs. Otero came back. She came back and... Uh, Sir, let me ask you about Joseph Otero Sr. Senior. He had torn a hole in the bag. Mm-hmm. What did you do with him then? I put another bag over it. Or either that or a... If I recollect, I think I put a uh, either a cloth or a T-shirt or something over it, over his head and then a bag, another bag. Did, and then he, sub- did he subsequently die? Well, Yes. I mean, I, I mean, I was, I didn't just stay there and watch him, that I was moved around the room. But. All right, so you indicated you strangled Mrs. Otero after you had done this, is that correct? Yeah, I went back and strangled her again, right. and that, that finally killed her at that time. So this is in regards to count two. You first of all put the bag over Joseph Otero's head, mm-hmm. and he tore a hole in the bag. Mm-hmm. Then... You went ahead. Did you strangle Mrs. Otero then, okay. or did you go first back? Of all, first of all, Mr. Otero was strangled, or a bag put over his head and strangled. Then I thought he was going down, and I went over and strangled Mrs. Otero. I thought she was down. Then I strangled uh, uh, Josephine. I thought she was down. And then I went over to Junior and put the bag on his head. After that, Mrs. Otero woke back up, and, uh, you know, she was pretty upset what's going on. So I came back and, uh, at that point in time, strangled her uh, for, for the death strangle at that time. With your hands or what? No, with a cord, with a, with a rope. And uh, then I, uh, I think at that point in time, I redid Mr. Otero, put the bag over his head, uh, went over and then took Junior. Oh, oh, before that, she asked me to uh, to, to uh, save her son. So I actually had taken the bag off. And then I was really upset at that point in time. So basically, when Mr. Otero was down, Mrs. Otero was down, I went ahead and, and uh, took uh, J- uh, Junior. I put another bag over his head and took him to the other bedroom. That what, time. what did you do then? Uh, put a bag over his head. put a uh, cloth over his head, a T-shirt, and a bag so he couldn't tear a hole in it. Subsequently died from that. And then when I went back, uh, Josephine had woke back up. What did you do then? And I took her to the basement and eventually uh, hung her. Are you hung her in the basement? Yes, sir. Right. Did you do anything else at that time? Yes, I, uh, I had some sexual fantasies. But that was uh, after she was hung. All right. What did you do then? We went through the house, uh, kind of cleaned it up. Uh, it's called the right-hand rule. You go from room to room, uh, picked everything up. I think I took uh, Mr. Otero's watch. There, I guess I took a radio. I uh, I forgot about that, but apparently I took a radio. Why did you take these things? I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. Just uh, what happened then? I uh, got the keys to the car. In fact, I had the keys, I think, earlier before that because I wanted to make sure I had a, a way of getting out of the house and uh, clean the house up a little bit, make sure everything's packed up and left through the front door. And uh, they went there, went over to their car, 
and then drove over to uh, Dylan's, left the car there, then eventually walked back to my car. All right. Now, sir, from what you have just said. And we are back. Yes, um, we are. Hopefully that didn't depress y'all too much. Huh? And hopefully y'all heard everything that was going on. Oh, you're talking about, yeah. uh, I thought you were talking about it. You're like, hey, we're back, guys. <laughs> 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 it depressed him that we're back. Only when you talk, sir. Fine. No, like I said earlier, I, I apologize. that's the only video I can find of his full confession. Right. Uh, so, with that, going on to the next one. His second murder. Yeah, he, uh, that was a few months after his first one. So his first one was in January. His second one is in April. So April 4th, 1974. Raider seen a woman enter her home and considered her one of his projects. He gave them all project names. Like Project Green, there was a PJ project, there was, you know what I mean, he did different project names. Right. So he, like, kind of made this as a job, in a way. Yeah. Uh, Side job. He right, work yeah. Place. He worked as a security or security system yeah. in, installer. It's quite a side job. Hell of a side job. Um, so the day in question, he Can broke I into her thing? home. And you get off hours. <laughs> 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 I got that. I was going to say, he has the, his name main job. And he has the second job. And tell me if this joke's that in the line, but uh, and he had a hand job afterwards. <laughs> because he would leave semen by the bodies. And by the way, we're not making fun no, of him. No, we're not. We're making fun of him. Yeah, yes. making fun of his actions and not his I don't want to be yeah. seeing comments of people talking stupid because I will fight you. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna well. we're gonna not call him BTK no more. We're gonna call him BTM. <laughs> Beat the meat. <laughs> I'm just saying, William, he's five foot six and he will kick your ass. <laughs> 325 pounds <laughs> solid muscle. <laughs> no steroids needed. I don't sound like I'm big. I am big. <laughs> I just sound like it. <laughs> uh, so the the day in question, he broke into her home and hid into hid in her bedroom. Around 2 p.m., she arrived home, but with her brother, which Raider wasn't expecting. Uh, he came out rushing out of the bedroom with a gun pointed straight at him. Uh, he told them the same story as he told the Tarot family. He was a wanted criminal and needed a car, food, and money because he was on his way to New York. So he, like, kind of, you know, fed him a little line. Like, how are you going to go into somebody's house and say you're a wanted criminal? <laughs> well, technically, he is. Well, yeah. <laughs> technically, he went lying. Yeah. Just, he hasn't even been caught yet. Like he don't get caught for a while. He's not wanted, right? right? Yeah. Nobody he, even knows him at this no. point. No, because this was in 1974. Right. He didn't get caught until 2005. Right. Damn. Yeah. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah. How long did he kill? From 74 to 91. Good job, FBI. You guys are awesome. Right. <laughs> Hats off to you guys. Because we know you listen. Well, I know. You listen to none of his <laughs> fucking phone calls. 
Well, I know that none of the forensic is where it's at now. You know what I mean? They didn't have a DNA testing then. Right, because he was literally leaving it there. Right. But luckily, they kept it all. That's weird. You know, I mean, yeah. it's kind of weird, but... Yeah, like 18 <laughs> bottles of semen. <laughs> so, he uh, said he was on his way to New York. Um, the brother was able to get away. He left his sister. Yeah. He shot... He shot him with a twenty-two, in, like, the abdomen. He shot the brother? Yeah. Oh. And he kind of, like, crawled and didn't realize. He's trying to get out yeah. of this situation. Um, but the female was not able to get away. She put up a fight, but um, Raider tried to strangle her, but he couldn't because she was putting too much of a fight. Uh, then he ended up stabbing her in the abdomen multiple times. And then the brother ended up getting help, you know what I mean? So she made it to the hospital, but uh, after many surgeries and blood transfusion, she succumbed to the injuries, passed away at 21 years old. Wow, that's I was like, she didn't really start her life yet. It's crazy. Just became grown, grown. I know. Huh? Just became grown, grown. Right. It's like you just now, you know what I mean, right. able to do stuff. Battling drink. No. Yeah, it's... They say the drink is bad. <laughs> Who am I to tell them people that? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the that's the second one. You got any thoughts on that one? Like I said, it's pretty fucking crazy. I think... Honestly, like... What do you say about it? Right. It's all fucked up no matter what. Yeah, I think this was his youngest... Yeah, this was his youngest victim that he had. That's fucking crazy. This is this shit's just fucking depressing and sad. This yeah. This fucking sad as shit. Well, that's... Did the brother live, though? The brother lived? Yes. Okay. There's actually interviews with him talking about it, and he gave a description of Raider saying he was... Average sized with a bushy mustache, right. and kind of gave a description of it, but they could he never. Like a Hitler haircut. No. What you? <laughs> I don't have a Hitler cut. <laughs> I don't know. Now I think about Shut it. Shut up, man, bud. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Where's your fucking Aussie glasses today, huh? Left in the car. <laughs> Outside. <laughs> My car's not red, man. <laughs> oh, it's burgundy. I drive a white SUV. Because <laughs> I'm a soccer mom. Yep. <laughs> when you're black, you gotta drive cars like that. <laughs> white cars. Yep. Honestly. Technically, all white. Everything. <laughs> They seem to bother me when you drive a jag and you black. I don't know what the fuck the problem is. <laughs> then, another cop, then another cop pulls it up. Like, what did I do? I just was speeding over like five miles per hour. I thought that was kind of allowed. I just pulled out of the parking spot, sir. What the fuck? <laughs> and why? <laughs> is the podcast Social you media, WTF, NY podcast. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, <laughs> YouTube, our email, 
Same thing. You have any problems? Just Here's Will's number. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have any? If you guys need anyone, here's Will's number. He's. Okay. I don't answer the phone. Count. He's Will available. Says all the time. Anyway. He's available <laughs> every night. So. Between none of your business and none of your fucking business. Eleven <laughs> o'clock at night. <laughs> Seven in the morning. <laughs> Maybe eight. Them are my working hours, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He, he enjoys people keeping him company while he's working. Okay, moving on. <laughs> you got any other comments on that? Nope. He done. All right, so we're going to play the next confession, <laughs> and then as soon as that's done, we'll be back to talk about the third one. Sure on the brights. 
there was some, uh, when I ended working with the police, there was some controversy on that. Probably more likely I did, but uh, if, if I had brought my stuff and used my stuff, uh, Kevin would probably be dead today. I'm not bragging on that, it's just a matter of fact. It's the bonds I uh, tied him up with, that he broke them, so. And maybe uh, the same way with... Uh, same with Catherine. It was I got out of got out of hand. All right. Now you indicated that you believe you had Kevin tie Catherine up. Mm-hmm. Tell me what happened. Then. Okay. I moved. Uh, well, after I really can't remember, Judge, whether I had her tie him up or she tied him up. But anyway, I moved. Uh, basically, I moved her to another bedroom, and he was already secure there by the bed. Uh, I tied his feet to the uh, bedpost, on the bedpost, that he couldn't run. Uh, kind of tied her in the other bedroom, and then I came back to strangle him. And at that time, we had a fight. Were you armed with a handgun at that time? Also? Yes, I had a handgun. What happened when I you came actually back? had two handguns? Uh, well, when I started strangling, the, either the uh, parent broke or he broke his bonds and he jumped up real quick. Like I pulled my gun and quickly shot him, I hit him in the head. He fell over. Uh, I could see the blood, and as far as I certainly, you know, I thought he was down and uh, was out, and then went and uh, started to strangle uh, Catherine. And uh, then we started fighting because uh, bonds were very good, and so back and forth we fought. Uh, you and Catherine? Yeah, we fought. Uh, and I got the best of her, and I thought she was going down, and then I could hear some movement in the other room. So I went back, and Kevin. No, no. I thought she was going down, and I went back to the other bedroom where Kevin was at, and I tried to restrangle him at that time, and he jumped up, and we fought, and, uh, and he about, at that time, about shot me, because he got the other uh, pistol that was in my shoulder here. I had my magnum in my shoulder, so, and a shoulder holster. Hmm? Did you have a shoulder holster? Yes, and I had the magnum in the shoulder holster. The other one was a twenty-two, and we fought. At that point in time, and uh, I thought it was going to go off. I jammed the gun, stuck my finger in, the, in there, jammed it. And uh, I think he thought that was the only gun I had because once I either bit his finger or hit him or something got away, I used the 22 and shot him one more time. And I thought he was down for good at that time. All right, so you shot him a second time. Yes, sir. What happened then? Uh, went back to uh, uh, finish the job on Catherine. And uh, she was fighting, uh, and at, at that point in time, I've been fighting her. And I just, and then I heard some. I don't know whether I uh, was losing, basically losing control. The uh, strangulation wasn't working on her, and I uh, used a knife on her. You say you used a knife on her. Yes. What did you do with the knife? I stabbed her. I just used that. stabbed two or three times, uh, either here or here. Maybe two back here and one here, or maybe just two times back here. You were pointing to your lower back and your... Yeah, underneath the ribs. And your lower abdomen. Yeah, underneath the ribs. Up, up under the ribs. So after you stabbed her, what happened? Uh, actually, I think at that point in time, well, it was a total mess. I didn't have control on it. Uh, she was bleeding. Uh, she went down. Uh, I think I just went back to check on Kevin, or at that basically same time I heard him escape. It could be one of the two. But all of a sudden, the front door of the house was open, and he was gone. 
And, uh, or, oh, i tell you what I thought. I thought the police were coming at that time. I heard the door open. I thought, no, that's it. And I stepped out there, and he, I could see him running down the street. So I quickly cleaned up everything that I could and left. All right, now, Mr. Rader, you indicated that at the Oteros you did not have a mask on. Did you have a mask on at the Brights? No, no, I didn't. Uh -huh. All right, so what happened then? Uh, I tried to, I had, already had the keys to the cars. Uh, and I thought I had the right key to the right car. I ran out to their car. And went, I think it was a pickup out there. And I tried it. It didn't work. And uh, at that point in time, I was, he was gone running down the street. I thought, yeah, I'm in trouble. So I tried it. It didn't work. So I just took off, ran. I went down, went east, and then worked back toward the WSU campus where my car was parked. All right, so you had parked your car at Wichita State University yes, campus. campus uh -huh. How far away were uh, was the Bright's residence? Oh, I parked. Uh, was that Thirteenth? And there, uh, let's see, there they were on Thirteenth. Was it Seventeenth? Yeah, uh, I was. For, I was just about one block south of Seventeenth where the car was. Uh, oh. There, there's a park there. I parked at that park, and then I walked to Thirteenth to, to the Bright's residence. So I basically ran back. All right, so you were able to get to your car and get away. Yes, sir. Now let's turn to count number six. In that count, they claim on March 17th, 19th. And we're not here anymore. No? Leave a message at the beat, please. Is anyone really This is what the fucking why we are back. I am Will. We have the long head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that long of a head. <laughs> I meant hair. Uh, words are hard. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck he it. definitely I does. Can't <laughs> say words. <laughs> <laughs> no one noticed Elmer's with us now. I have returned. He, you're returned. You I have returned. <laughs> My feet turn. Your feet turn? Yeah. That's what you said? Okay. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> All right, then we still have bladder with us. <laughs> yep. I've <laughs> <laughs> been here all day. Ready to go home now. Been here since 4.30. <laughs> it's currently 7.26. He has a curfew. Who would have known? The hour. Mom is blowing him up. You didn't clean your bathroom. You about to get grounded. Your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to catch you up, we're talking about a lot of killer, a lot of fucked up shit. BTK killer. We recently right. Dennis Raider. So we recently renamed him. He is now known as the BTM killer. Okay. The beat to meat killer. <laughs> and he beats his meat after he yeah. somebody, and that's beside him. So. We're on our third. Wait, he nuts beside them? Yes. yes. That's fucking weird. Yeah, yeah you'll, this one starts getting a little bit more into that. Yes. Okay. So we did the first two. He confirmed ten, but I only found his confession for seven. Okay. So we're on our third one. Third? Trailer. Probably should have said this before we started, but this recording, so we could. Yeah. <laughs> well, I figured we might as well catch him up while we're catching you know. him up. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sorry, guys. I'm here. Yeah. So, um, he started in 1974. This one occurred in 1977. Sure. So, three-year break from his last one. None of this shit ever. Um, you guys know that masturbate sounds like masturbate? <laughs> <laughs> Did you think of that all by yourself? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was trying to figure out how to bring it up. Hot shit. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to bring so it up. I can't sit in the love seat if I ain't in love. He's <laughs> <laughs> over here trying to die. You didn't burn Kyle's house down, dude. What the Why are all the ashes <laughs> falling off, bro? How the fuck do you maintain that? <laughs> how do you know? We're sucking so hard. You <laughs> <laughs> God. Last time I laughed that hard. Last time I laughed that hard, I fell off my dinosaur. Get it? It was never funny. Because I don't have a dinosaur. No? Okay. <laughs> Let's move on before Will beats my ass. <coughs> never mind. Fuck it. You know, Social media. Language. Uh. <laughs> so no. Uh, Our YouTube, WTFNY podcast. <laughs> Twitter, WTFNY Podcast. Instagram, WTFNY Podcast. Everything's the same thing. So, yeah. Bring it up. Yeah. And we have a TikTok. No, like make one as we're recording. Oh, okay. I don't know how. I don't want to say it loud because we're recording. I don't know how. That's his job. We're done. That is his job. That is your job. I did, but. Stupid. All right, can we get into this? I don't have my phone. This is why. We do better when Elmer's not here. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> go home, dude. Fuck. You walking? Yeah. <laughs> back to the chair. You're not going anywhere. All right, I'm back. <laughs> For people who didn't see it, he dropped the mic. They heard it. <laughs> I heard it. Shut up. In my heart. Because you heard it. People, fuck. I'm sorry. Why are you apologizing to me? He didn't do it the entire time either. I started thinking, you know what I mean? The gay people will come after me. I'm glad you got the wood tip. The head of the comedian is here. Not gonna lie. Who's the comedian? (laughs) (laughs) Glad you got the wood tips. If you would have got plastic over, like, what the? Alright, let's do this. Let's go. Let's record. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you push the button, man. <laughs> we haven't been recording at all this whole time. So, in 1977, Raider decided to come out as BTM after a three-year silence. Uh, he spotted his soon-to-be victim where he was trolling through the neighborhood. Uh, he went after a different woman that he... He met a woman in the bar that he originally was going to, but he ended up finding a different one. Uh, as he was going down this uh, street, it's called Hydraulic Street, kind of a weird name. Uh, but as he was driving down the street following his girl, he spotted a little boy. <laughs> You're so fucking stupid. <laughs> what? Hydraulic Street's funny? Yeah. That's high brain. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, that's. Oh, you said <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Right. I'm trying to tell you to do. You won't fucking listen. Yeah, just relax over there. <laughs> uh, so he stopped and stalked to this small boy. Uh, Raider pulled out of a picture of his own wife and son and asked if he knew where they were. The boy said no, went home. This is going along with the entire story. So, uh, 
Later, Raider knocked on the door and a man answered and Raider posed as a detective and the man led him inside. Including the man, there was three children and the mother of the children. I, they didn't specify if, if they were married or anything like that. Which I was assuming they were because they lived together. But that's not that doesn't mean anything. Three kids though. Then again, my sister has four, and she's not married. So, moving on. I'm sure she's thinking you put her business out there like that. What are you gonna say, Mandy? (laughs) (laughs) Who lives on? Alright, so the mother of the children. I'm sorry, I don't even know her, and I was just taking that for her. I was, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> uh, I get back in. No, I'm talking about his sister. Oh. <laughs> talking about my sister now? <laughs> kind of sick freak. Yeah, on the weekend. We're <laughs> talking about murder here, and you're thinking about my sister. <laughs> he always ends it with a hand up. Huh? He ends it with a hand up. Be like BTM. Word, <laughs> um, the my brother says. <laughs> what the fuck? Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead. Well, yeah. I didn't hear what he said. He right. said shit, so I can't hear it because he's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't about you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so the mother is also allergic to cat pillows. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. God damn it! I, I want to ask this question though. How the fuck do you know that you're allergic to cat pillows? I really want to know. You let them crawl all over you. Like, right. When you break I mean, out like, knives. Who, who'd just be picking up caterpillars like that? I don't know, it's weird. It is. I think it's pretty it cool. Weird. Pretty nifty. No? Alright. That's not a caterpillar pillar you picking up. Damn, I couldn't even say it. I wonder if he's allergic to butterflies, though, too. <laughs> I would assume so. Alright, we're done with all the hot questions. <laughs> not that any of us are... High, cause we're not. I'm drunk, ish. I'm drunk too. So drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Falling over, over here. All right, can we get this? Trying to be me. Huh? So he's trying to be me. Falling yeah. Over. What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> you got made Elmer's face. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Shot! Hey, that was the most shit ever, bro. Hey, Will! I took a shot! You take a shot, Will! I'm standing right next to it. And then all of a sudden it stops. Right. And then just lay there. Crazy. I think it was about every 30 seconds you said your name. Will! What happens? Too much to drink. You just think about Will all the time. That's fucking weird. That's all you think about. I do too. That's what happens every time he wears a dress too. Stop. I told him. I told him that when you caught him or whatever, he should just like, oh, Will, thank you. Kiss you on the cheek. What? That'd be so. No. (laughs) I get you and 
I didn't say it, dude. I don't give a fuck. He, I didn't say it. You thought it. You I never it. fucking thought it. He thought it. He told me he did. You fucking pussy. All right, can we get back to the fucking You know, man. This shit's getting weird. <laughs> He's making it weird. It get weird every time you're around. Like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> we literally, if you... <laughs> if you listen to the beginning of it, it was so professional. <laughs> I don't know. This is how we take a drastic turn, people. <laughs> we did good. Hey, dude, you guys could have finished it without me. <laughs> Shut up. Where was Excuse me? What do you think? No, you're fine, my brother. Great. Fuck. Yeah. You're fucked. Hey, <laughs> just saying, don't worry, he's getting his hair braided, all right? <laughs> in jail. My brother is. Oh. Yeah, you know what he did? Don't worry. He's been to jail he before. Killed no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I've never been to jail. He's been to jail before. <laughs> you don't get it. You don't get it? Nope. No. Kyle's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's like, wait, you don't get it? Fuck. <laughs> it seemed like, it seemed like when uh, people want to fight me, they say, oh, I've been to jail before. What the fuck does that have to do anything? Because I'm black. You have to prove that you've been to jail to fight me. That makes no fucking sense. I think it makes total sense. It makes no... no. Well, pussies would think like that. I was just kidding. I Pussy. Kidding. I get it. Alright. You see how pussies get so scared when you, you start pissing? No, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking Are you walking up on me, cut? That's what I'm doing. Go ahead, sit down. No, go ahead. Do your better effect. <laughs> Make sure you apply the ointment. <laughs> He's still talking the whole time. <laughs> Make sure you get from the cooter to the rooter. Rooter to the cooter. I don't know how that goes. <laughs> 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 I ruined everything. <laughs> Alright, so when the mother of the child came out of the, one of the bedrooms, uh, startled after Raider turned off the TV and closed the blinds, at gunpoint he ordered the children to go into the bathroom. Mom's calling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, he ordered him into the bathroom and locked him inside. He told the woman that he was going to have his way with her. We can laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still thinking of how mom called him. <laughs> uh, okay. So he told the woman that he was going to have his way with her. Somehow he was able to lead her to believe that it wasn't rape. And calmed her down by giving her a glass of water and smoked a cigarette with her. What the fuck? Yeah. So he, this is when he started, like, manipulating the people now. Um, so he raped a lady. He made her... <laughs> <laughs> so he made her believe that he wasn't raping her. Wow. What the fuck? People, y'all gotta do better. Everybody can't be thinking like a uh, big cow. Huh? Come <laughs> back. See my point? Um, so, <laughs> while the children was in the bathroom screaming, Raider tied the mother up, strangled her to death by putting a cord around her neck. <clears throat> then again, he left semen in her underwear, which was sitting next to her body, like ab- after they yeah. were all done. 
he later stated that the phone rang and caused him to leave early and left the children in the bathroom screaming for their mother. Bro, that's fucked up. That is really fucked up. Yeah. That's crazy. So that was, that's the third murder that he confessed to out of the seven. So what's your guys' thoughts on that one? It's fucked up. That's, it started to get a little worse, you know. Yeah, I mean, like his yeah. first one was just like you know him kind of going back and forth, yeah, strangling him. Into it. Yeah. So now he's in his third. He's kind of getting a little he's manipulating people. Yeah, getting a little more. He up in his active. Game. So with with the third murder down, here's his confession, and then we'll be back after that. Seventy-seven. Cedric County, Kansas, that you unlawfully killed Shirley Byann maliciously, willfully, deliberately, and with premeditation by strangulation, inflicting injuries from which she did die on March 17, 1977. Can you tell me what you did on that day? As before, uh, Byann was a... Uh, actually, on that one, she was completely random. Uh, there was actually someone across from Dillon's was a potential target. Uh, it was called Project Green, I think. I had project numbers assigned to it. And that particular day, I uh, drove to Dillon's, parked in the parking lot, watched this particular residence, and then got out of the car and walked over to it. Uh, it's probably the police report, the address. I don't remember the address now. Knocked. Nobody, nobody answered it. So I was all keyed up, so I just... Uh, started going through the neighborhood. I've been into the neighborhood before. I kind of knew uh, a little bit of the layout of the neighborhood. Uh, I've been through the back alleys, knew where some certain people live. Uh, while I uh, was walking down Hydraulic, uh, I met a, a young girl and uh, asked him if he ID some pictures. Uh, kind of was a rust, I guess, a roost, as you call it, and uh, kind of feel it out and uh, saw where he went. I went to another address and knocked on the door. Nobody opened the door, so I just noticed where he went and went to that house, and we went from there. Now, you, you call these projects, uh, were these sexual fantasies also? Potential hits. Yeah, in my world, that's what I call them. So you call projects, hits. All right, and, and why did you have these potential hits? Was this to gratify some sexual interest? Or? Yes, sir. I had there. I had a lot of them, so it's just if one didn't work out, I just moved to another one. So, as I'm to understand it, then on the 17th of March, 1977, you saw this little boy go into a residence, and you tried another residence. No one was there. You tried another residence. No one was there, so you went to the residence with the little boy. And I watched. I watched where he went. What happened then? Uh, after I tried this once a residence, nobody came to the door. I went to this house where he went in, knocked on the door, and told him I was a private detective. Uh, showed him a picture that I had just showed the boy and asked him if they could ID the picture. And at that time, I, I had the gun here, and I just kind of forced myself in. I just walked in, just opened the door, walked in, and then pulled what, a pistol. What gun? What pistol? Uh, 357 Magnum. So you only had one gun with the pistol? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. What happened to it? Uh, I told uh, Mrs. Uh, Ms. Plan that uh, I had a problem with uh, sexual fantasies that I was going to tie her up and that uh, I might have to tie the kids up and that she would cooperate with us, cooperate with me at that time. Uh, we went back. Uh, she was extremely nervous. I think she even smoked a cigarette. 
And we went back to uh, one of the back, back areas of the porch, explained to her that I had done this before. And uh, you know, I think she was, at that point in time, I think she was sick because she had a night robe on. And I think if I remember right, she, was, she had been sick. And I, I think she came out of the bedroom when I went in the house. So anyway, we went back to the, her bedroom and I proceeded to tie the kids up. And they started crying and got real upset. So I said, oh, this is not going to work. So we moved them to the bathroom. She helped me. And then I tied the door shut. We put some toys and uh, blankets and odds and ends in there for the kids, make them as comfortable as we could. Tied the, uh, we uh, tied one of the bathroom doors shut so they couldn't open it. And we shoved, she went back and helped me shove the bed up against the other bathroom door. And then I proceeded to uh, tie her up. Uh, she got sick, threw up, uh, got her a glass of water comforted her a little bit, and then I went ahead and tied her up, and then uh, put a bag, a bag over her head and strangled her. All right. Was this a plastic bag also? Yes, sir. I think it was, but All I could right. be wrong in that. Well, you put but a bag? I, it was something. I'm sure it was a plastic bag, yeah. You say put a bag over her head and strangled her. What did you strangle her with? Uh, I actually, I think on that, I had tied, uh, tied her legs to the uh, bedpost and worked up with a rope all the way up, and then what I had left over, I looped over her neck. So you used this uh, rope to strangle her? Yes. I think, I think it's the same one that I tied her body with. What happened then? Well, the, uh, the kids were really banging on the door and hollering and screaming. And uh, and then the telephone rang. And they had talked about earlier that the neighbor was going to check on them. So I cleaned everything up real quick like and got out of there left and went back into my car. Now, when you say you cleaned everything Well, I mean, put my stuff. I had a briefcase, uh, whatever I had laying around, ropes, tape. Cords, I threw that in there, my, you know, whatever, you know, that I had that I brought in the house. Had you brought that to the uh, bride residence also? Now, there is some, there, I, I think it was the basic stuff, but uh, I don't remember bringing total stuff like I did to some of the others. Uh, was this a kit that you had prepared? Yeah, I, yes, I called it my kit kit. All right, sir. You left the Bayan residence and... Had you parked your vehicle near yeah, there? Yeah, still in the same parking lot there at Dillon's right. at uh, Hydraulic and, what is that, Perry? Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln and, <coughs> Lincoln and uh, Hydraulic. All right, in count seven, it is claimed that all... Hi, my name is Elmer, and I like to wear dresses. <laughs> I'm Will. Welcome back. <laughs> hey, hey. Sorry. Hey, hey. Not yet. Almost. Mm -hmm. What? Huh? What? <laughs> Got messed up that weird shit. But welcome back, everybody. Kyle's gone now. Right. So maybe we'll be able to do this the right way. Maybe. Maybe. I'm still here. Yep. All right, so <laughs> we're on the fourth one. Can I use this mic too? Yeah. Right, right you speak so goddamn soft. You oh, do I? Mics. Do I really? <laughs> yes, you do. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> fuck! <laughs> Why the fuck did you do that? <laughs> so it would make noise when I dropped mine. <laughs> play, we need to finish He's going to be buying this new equipment. <laughs> Kyle? He just left. What do you mean? Shut up. <laughs> All right, so the fourth one was in December. <laughs> the fourth one was in December of 1977. Uh, Raider became obsessed with stalking a 25-year-old woman. On December 8th, 
he cut the phone lines and broke into her modest duplex from the back door. He waited for her to get home from work. Since she lived alone, he thought he had no trouble surprising her in the kitchen at gunpoint. He told her that he had a sexual issue and that in order to get rid of that issue, he had to tie her up and rape her. So he just pretty much saying, I'm going to tie you up. And this dude is fucking sick. Like, he's fucking crazy sick. Obviously, he's crazy, but this is fucking. This dude goes to the extreme. Yeah. yeah. And it's like every <laughs> single one, it just. He does more. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's wild. So after he told her that, he uh, allowed her to disrobe herself in the bathroom. He ordered her to the bedroom and tied her up and then undressed himself. As he strangled her, he confessed to her who he really was and what he had done in the past. Her body was found later with semen on her nightgown next to her body. Uh, This is when Raider started really toying with the police and called local police on his way to work at ADT and led police to her body. The police tried to replay the recording of his voice, but never found a match. And then Raider started sending poems to the Wichita newspaper, which he was claiming Factor X is the reason for him to commit these murders. So he's pretty much trying to blame it on something other than himself. They never really stated. I think he talks about it in one of his confessions. But he never. They never really stated what Factor X was. You listened to his confessions. Yes, it was a forty-six minute long video. Sure. But every, like, it was in six parts. No, Everything was like. Six parts that we let him listen to. Right. Every one of them's like five to ten minutes long. Oh, okay. So the next when we let him talk again, he'd be explaining what Factor X is. On. Probably. I think I'm not. I, not it's called Factor. X. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's just, you just see how much different he is, like, between all the murders. Right. Like, now his fourth one, he's pretty much just cutting their phone line, breaking in and saying, Yeah, he's getting I'm gonna, with it. Right. Now he's, giving a fuck going to the He's police. like, I already he's got... writing shit to the police. Right. At this point, he just ain't giving a... A blood shit. disorder. Oh. Blood disorder. Okay. So what do you guys think about that one? He's really fucked up. Yeah. I think this dude, they killed him. He's, is he dead? No. He's still alive? He's still alive. In wow. prison. He need to go. I feel like he's... Someone's gonna get him. I mean, they got Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> but uh, he he's dude. almost getting comfortable. You know what I mean? No, no he is getting it. That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. It's like now you're going to start toying with the police and everything, and you know what I mean? It's weird. So, with that one, here's his his confession. 8th day of December, 1977, Sudbury County, Kansas. That you unlawfully killed a human being, that being Nancy Fox, maliciously, willfully, deliberately, and with premeditation by strangulation. Inflicting injuries from which the said Nancy Fox did die on December 8, 1977. Can you tell me what you did on that day here in Sedgwick County? Nancy Fox was another one of the projects. Uh, when I was uh, trolling the area, I noticed her going to the house one night. 
some months. And uh, anyway, I put her down as a potential victim. Um, Let me ask you one thing, Mr. Rader. You used that term when you were patrolling the area. What do you mean by that? It's called stalking or trolling. So you were not uh, working in any form or fashion? You well, just... I don't know. If, you know. If you read much about serial killers, they go through what they call the different phases. Uh, that's one of the phases they go through as a, as a trolling stage. You're basically, you're looking for a victim at that time. And that, you could be trolling for months or years. But once you lock in on a certain person, then you become stalking. And that might be several of them, but you really home in on that person. Uh, they, they basically come the that's that's the victim. Or the, that's what you want to do. No, no, I wasn't working, sir. All right. No, this was no, this was off 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 my hours. Alright, so you basically uh, identified Nancy Fox as one of your uh, projects. What happened then? Uh, at first, uh, she was uh, spotted, and then I did a little homework. I dropped by once to check the mailbox to see what her name was, uh, found out where she worked. Uh, we stopped by there once at Hillsburg, kind of sized her up. I, the more I knew about a person, the, the more I felt comfortable with it. So I did that a couple of times. And then I just selected a night, which was this particular night, to try it, and it worked out. Can you tell me what you did on the night of December 8, 1977? Now, about two or three blocks away, I parked my car and walked to that residence. I knocked at the, knocked at the door first to make sure to see if anybody was in there, because I knew she arrived home at a particular time from where she worked. Uh, nobody answered the door, so I went around the back of the house, uh, cut the phone lines. I could tell that there wasn't anybody in the uh, north apartment. Uh, broke in and waited for her to come home in the kitchen. All right. Did she come home? Yes, she did. What happened? Uh, I confronted her. Uh, told her there I was a uh, had a problem, sexual problems, that I would have to tie her up and have sex with her. Uh, she was uh, a little upset. Uh, we talked for a while. Uh, she smoked a cigarette. Uh, while while we smoked a cigarette, I went through her purse, uh, identifying some stuff. She finally said, uh, well, let's get this over with so I can go call the police. And I said, okay. And she said, can I go to the bathroom? And I said, yes. Uh, she went to the bathroom. And, came, and I told her when she came out to make sure that she was undressed. And when she came out, I uh, handcuffed her. And uh, I don't really remember whether I... You handcuffed her? You had a pair of handcuffs? Yes, sir. Uh, what happened? Then? Well, anyway, I, had her, I handcuffed her, had her lay on the bed. And then I tied her feet, and uh, and I, I I was also undressed to a certain degree, and then I got on top of her, and then I reached over, took either either her feet were tied or not tied. Anyway, I took I think I had a belt. I took the belt and then strangled her with a belt at that time. All right. All right. After you had strangled her, what happened then? Okay. Uh, after I strangled her with the belt, I took the belt off and retied that with pantyhose, real tight. Uh, remove the handcuffs and uh, tie those with uh, with pantyhose. I can't remember the colors right now. Uh, I think I maybe retied her feet. What they had not already, they were probably already tied. Her feet were, uh, and at that time, uh, uh, masturbated, sir. All right. 
had you had sexual relations with her? No, before? no, no. I told her I was, but I did not. So you masturbated, then what did you do? Uh, dressed and then went through the house, uh, took some of her personal items, and kind of cleaned the house up with her and make checked everything, and then uh, left. All right. He's established was in the Central County. I don't know For purposes of uh, this, it's in Sedgwick County. Do you remember the address, Mr. Lady? Remember the address. Oh, Fox. Nine. Nine thirteen or nine nine oh three? No, I, I sure don't. I know it was on Persian. Oh, Persian. That's all. I don't. We're back. Brought it in, guys. <laughs> to job, the next buddy. one. Good job, buddy. Thanks, Dom. Yeah. All right. Slowly clap next time. So this time. It's distracting when you clap really fast. Yeah. Did you ever do that slow clap? Yeah. <laughs> it's even more distracting. Stop. No. <laughs> I'm upset that I came to this. <laughs> Alright, so this one we're going to talk about The fifth and sixth one Because that's how they did the confession okay. uh, This one was What was that? Last one was 77 So this one was 8 years later So he took a longer He took a 5 year extra long break Because the first one He did, he took a break of was 3 years This one's 5 No this one's eight. Right. This one's eight. Is it eight years? Yes. It went from three to eight. So he's like getting his longer breaks. Uh, this one, he, wow, I lost where the fuck I was at, and I didn't even start reading it yet. <laughs> uh, Raider took a long break from his killings. This break was longer than the past of three years. This break was eight years later. So over the eight years he was involved in his church, once his son became old enough, Raider became a Boy Scout leader. By now, Raider had two children and was 40 years old. In his mind, in his mind, he was planning to kill again. His next victim was a widow and described as a kind and gentle woman. They both lived in the same block for over 30 years in Park City. On April 27th of 1985, I don't know what the fuck that says, uh, Raider was in the middle of a Boy Scout meeting when he stated that he had a headache. That's what it is. I forgot a letter. <laughs> I didn't put the D. Get it? <laughs> uh, had a headache and needed to leave to go get medicine. Like a lot of normally, they always have stuff like that at right, yeah. Boy Scout stuff, ain't it? Sure. Right. I don't know. I've never been at a Boy Scout meeting. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I that look is. Like a fucking Boy Scout, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I was. You do look like one. Was you? Yeah. What is it? Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts. It's like Girl Scouts. Right. He was in the Girl Scouts. That's yeah. the only reason. Oh, okay. You know, the opposite. We didn't sell cookies. Oh, I was going to ask you this. I really have no idea what it is. 
They just teach uh, kids how to tie knots and yeah, build fires and start fires with sticks instead of lighters. Oh, survive. It's easier with a lighter. Right. It's easier with, easier with gas and lighter. I got this uh, butane gas that I use. I spray it down the wood and I throw a match on it. Dude, that thing like explodes. Yeah, sure. Uh, so. It's what not to do, kids. Right. <laughs> Uh, he went to his car that was parked next to a bowling alley, so he went inside and bought a beer. Started, he uh, swished it around in his mouth and then spit it out, and then spilled a little bit on his shirt, on his clothes, to make him smell like he was drunk. Right, to make him like he was drunk. So then he called a cab and told the cab to take him to. Uh, uh, Park City. Once he got to the home of the woman, he saw the woman's car and assumed she was home. He cut the phone line like he usually did and went in the back door. So he thought this one all the way out. Right. Uh, Raider wanted waited in the house until 1 a.m. so that the man that was there left and uh, she was asleep. Raider came out of hiding, turned the bathroom light on, and jumped on top of the woman, choking her to death. Once he killed her, he dragged he drug her body to the trunk of her own car. Uh, he then drove to the church he went to regularly because he was a trusted member and had the keys to the building. He put plastic black plastic over the basement windows so no one can see inside. He then oh put it over the windows, not the basement windows. Put over the windows and then drug the body to the basement. He photographed the body in multiple in multiple positions before putting her body back in the trunk of the car. He dumped the body on, in a ditch along a dirt road not far from their homes. So he started taking pictures of these people now. Damn. So that was the fifth one. And the sixth one was in September of 1986. It was a 28-year-old woman. She, uh, He walked by her house and listened to her play piano. He thought this murder out carefully, calling this this one the PJ Project. I always said they was different project names. He called all his murders projects. Okay. Uh, Raider dressed him... Raider dressed up as a telephone repairman and knocked on the woman's door. She led him into her home thinking he was going to fix the phone lines. He then cut the phone lines and told her he was going to tie her up. He forced her at gunpoint to go into the bedroom and he tied her up, but she put up a fight, causing cuts and scratches on Raider. Uh, he got a rope and uh, stopped her from fighting him by choking her to death with a rope. Uh, once again, he took pictures of the body in different poses and then stealing her car. Soon after that, the woman's husband saw his own car driving the opposite direction of his house but could not identify the driver. When he got home, he found his two-year-old son by himself he searched for his wife and he found her body behind the bed. So he pretty much just... Yeah. I didn't even... Like, doing this research, I didn't even know 
that she had a kid until that part. Yeah. It like didn't say nothing about it. I was about to say, say, whoa, it was a kid doing this whole yeah. time. That's fucked up. Uh, so he found her body behind the bed. She was rushed to the hospital but was pronounced dead after a few hours. So she was still alive right. up until... Yeah. Uh, as all this was going on, he parked the car a few blocks away and went home, changed his clothes, and once again got away with murder. So that was his sixth murder. Now his seventh was... No, yeah, that was... Okay, yeah. So now we're going to do his confession. So, because we already did the fifth and the sixth. Yeah. Okay. So now this is going to be the beat the meat killer talking about them two. It was a nine, it was nine something, sir, but I don't know the other digits. The address, as I said, is really not important as long as you remember it happened here in Wichita, Southern County. Yes, sir. All right, sir, let's turn to count eight. In count eight, it is claimed that on or about the 27th day of April 1985 to the 28th day of April 1985 in Cedric County, Kansas, it is claimed that you unlawfully killed a human being, Marine Hedge, maliciously, willfully, deliberately, and with premeditation by strangulation, inflicting injuries from which Marine Hedge did die on April 27, 1985. Can you tell me what occurred on that day? Well, actually, uh, kind of like the others, uh, she was chosen. Uh, I went through the different phases, uh, stalking phase, and since she lived down the street from me, I could watch the coming and going quite easily. Uh, on that particular day, I, uh, uh, I uh, had a, uh, a other commitment, came back from that commitment, parked my car, over at uh, Woodlawn and 21st Street uh, at Bowling Alley there at that time. Uh, before that, I dressed until I had some other clothes on, I changed clothes, I went to the Bowling Alley, uh, went in there, uh, the pretense of bowling, called a taxi, had a taxi take me out to Park City, uh, had my kit with me as a bowling bag. Right, that was Park City in Sedgwick County, yes, Kansas? Sir. Uh-huh. All right, you had the taxi take you to Park City. What happened then? Uh, there I asked, I, I uh, pretended that I was a little uh, drunk. I just took I just took some beer and forced it around my mouth, and the guy could probably smell the alcohol on me. I asked, told him to let me out so I could get some fresh air, and I walked from where the taxi let me off over to her house. All right, where does she live? Uh, 62, 42, 54. 6254? 6254. North Independence. All right. When you walked over there, what happened next? Well, as before, I was going to have uh, sexual fantasy, so I brought my hit kit, uh, and uh, lo and behold, her car was there. I thought, gee, she's not supposed to be home. So I very carefully snuck into the house, kind of like a cat burglar, and after checking the house, she wasn't there. So about that time, the doors rattled, so I uh, went, went back to one of the bedrooms and hid back there in one of the bedrooms. Uh, she came in with a male visitor. They were there for maybe an hour or so. Uh, he left, and I waited till wee hours in the morning. 
and then proceeded to uh, sneak into her bedroom and uh, put the lights on what looked like, or I think the bathroom lights. I just I didn't want to flip her lights on, and, and she screamed, and uh, I jumped on the bed and strangled her manually. All right. Now, were you wearing any kind of disguise or mask at this time? No, no. You indicated this woman lived down the street from you. Did she know you? Uh, casually, we'd uh, walk by and wave. Uh, she she liked to work in her yard as well as I like to work. It's just a neighborly type thing. It wasn't anything personal. I mean, just a neighbor. All right, so she was in her bed when you turned on the lights in the bathroom? Yeah, the bathroom, yeah, just to, so I could get some light in there. All right, what did you do then? Oh, I manually strangled her when she started to scream. So you but, used your hands? Yes, sir. And you strangled her? Did she die? Yes. All right, what did you do then? Uh, after that, uh, since I was in the uh, sexual fantasy, I uh, went ahead and uh, stripped her and uh, probably went ahead and uh, I'm not sure if I tied her up at that point in time. But anyway, uh, she was nude, and I put her on a blanket, uh, went through her purse, some personal items in the house, uh, figured out how I was going to get her out of there. Uh, eventually uh, moved her to the trunk of the car. Uh, took the car over to uh, Christ Lutheran Church. Uh, this is with the older church. And uh, I took some pictures of her. All right. You took some photographs of her. What kind of camera did you use? Uh, poor Lord. Did you keep those photographs? Yes, the police probably have them. All right. All right what happened there? Uh, that was it. I that went, uh, took, uh, she went through, I tied it, she was already dead, so I took uh, pictures of her in different forms of bondage. And that's probably what got me in trouble was the bondage thing. So anyway, that's the, probably the, the main thing. But anyway, after that, I uh, moved her back out to the car, and then uh, we went east on 53rd. All right, what occurred then? Sir? What happened then? Oh, uh, trying to find a place to hide her, hide the body. Did you find a place? Yes. Yes, I did. Where? Uh, couldn't tell you without looking at a map, but it was on 53rd, uh, Queen Greenwich, maybe. Maybe, what's, what's the other one? Queen Greenwich. Right. Web. Queen, I think between Wed and Webb and Greenwich, I found a, a ditch, a low place on the north side of the road, and hit her there. All right, you say you hit her there? Well, there were some, there were some trees, some brush, and I laid that over the top of her body. All right, so you removed the body from the car, put her in the ditch, and then laid some, some brush over the body. Yes, sir. All right. Sir, in count nine, it is claimed on or about the 16th day of September 1986 in Sedgwick County, Kansas, that you unlawfully killed a human being, Vicki Wegerly, maliciously, willfully, deliberately, and with premeditation by strangulation, inflicting injuries from which said Vicki Wegerly did die on September 16, 1986. Can you tell me what you did here in Sedgwick County on that day that makes you believe you are guilty? Yes. Uh, again, Vicki was, regularly was another potential victim. I went through those different phases, uh, locked in on her, as I would call it, and uh, decided that I would try that date. I used a ruse as a uh, telephone repairman to get in their house. Uh, drove there in my own personal car uh, around lunchtime, during lunch hour, or approximately that time. It was earlier in the morning than that. And, uh, but my, I actually went somewhere else and changed uh, changed my clothes, what I, what I call my uh, hit clothes. 
and it uh, closed. It closed. Uh, basically, different. You know, things that I need to get rid of later. Not not the same kind of clothes that I had on. I I don't want other better word to use it. Uh, crime clothes or hit clothes. I just call them hit clothes. Uh, anyway, I walked from my car as a telephone uh, repairman. As I walked there, I found the telephone helmet. I had a briefcase. Went to one other address just to kind of size up the house. I'd walked by it a couple times, but I wanted to check it a little bit more. Uh, as I approached it, I could hear a piano sound. And uh, went to this other door, knocked on them, and told them I was, that we were recently working on telephone repairs in the area. And, uh, and went to her, went to her, and knocked on the door and asked her if I could come check her telephone lines inside. Did she allow you in? Yes, she did. What happened then? I uh, went over and uh, found out where the telephone was, uh, simulated that I was checking the uh, telephone. I had a make-believe instrument, and uh, after she was looking away, I, I drew a pistol at her and asked her if she'd go back to the bedroom with me. Was this the same 357 Magnum you used? No, this, this was a different one. Different pistol. Or you asked her to go back to the bedroom with you after drawing a pistol on her? Yes, sir. What happened then? Uh, I told her, we went back to the bedroom, I told her I was going to have to tie her up. Uh, she was very upset, and I think we I used some material that was in, uh, and that, that's another thing, I'm not sure, but I, I think I used the material that they had in their bedroom, and after I tied her hands, uh, she broke that and we started fighting, and we fought quite a bit, back and forth. All right, she was physically fighting you? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. What happened then? Uh, finally got the hand on her and got a, a nylon sock and started strangling her. Wrap the stocking around her neck. Yes. What happened then? Uh, I finally gained the gained on her and, and, and put her down, and I thought she was dead, but apparently she wasn't. But uh, after after she was down and not moving anymore, I, I rearranged her clothes a little bit and took some quick photos. I think three of them, if I remember. And then uh, after that, I, there was a lot of commotion. Uh, she had mentioned something about her husband coming home. So I got out of there pretty quick. The dogs were raising a lot of cane in the back. Uh, the doors and the windows were all open to the house. A lot of noise when we were fighting. So I left pretty quickly after that. Put everything in the briefcase. And had her, I'd already gone through her uh, purse and got the keys to the car and used her car for my getaway car. All right, now you indicate that you thought that she was dead. Did you discover later that she was not dead? Yes, I guess the paramedics uh, arrived and they tried to attempt to re relieve her, revive her. And that, that failed. I don't know whether she died there or on the way to the hospital or at the hospital. I don't recollect. But you later found out that she did die as a result of your strangulation. Yes. Now, sir, let's turn to count ten. And we're back to the beat to meat killer. This <laughs> 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 sick fuck. This dude crazy. He's wild, man. What? So going with the he didn't seventh. Randomly say what people he was talking to his chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one was his final killing that he confessed to. This one was in 1991. <clears throat> uh, she was a older woman that he thought he would that would be more vulnerable than his past experience with younger women. He found a 62-year-old woman and she lived alone. She was, well, he was going camping with the Boy Scouts over the weekend. 
it on January nineteenth, nineteen ninety one, he came up with an excuse to slip away from one of the Boy Scout meetings. He then went to his parents' house, changed into his hit clothes. He called them his hit hit clothes. Uh, once he got to the woman's house, he waited outside until he saw that she was asleep. Saw that she was asleep. He broke the glass door at the back of the house. <laughs> I know. Okay. If you hear stomping, that's she might not come the door. Oh, she's knocking at the door. Why she knocking at the door? What? Sorry, for, sorry for yelling. <laughs> no, sir. We can wait till he comes back. <clears throat> no, keep it going. Fuck it. Great. I don't know what to say. I like your tattoo. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Lola's cried the elbow part. Yeah, that shit looked like that fucking hurt. I was tearing up. The fuck? The worst. Yeah, this dude crazy as fuck. He's wild, man. You, you no, wasn't hit to him at first? No. You didn't know anything about him at first? No. So I think I knew was the name. He I've confessed to seven, but is there more than that? I think? believe so. I didn't know anything about him. I don't know who it was. Right. I don't even know his name still, and we've been talking about it for like an hour. Well, we're not going to say We haven't been saying his real name. We've just been talking to me. Thank you. Well, we said it in the beginning. Oh, okay. So you have to listen to this episode to find out. I listened to all of them. Sure you did. Every single one. Yeah. Okay. Nope. I haven't. I mean, I... <laughs> Yeah, we both listened to all the episodes. <laughs> we were on topic the entire time. That's fine. I don't even <laughs> trust us. <laughs> Alright, so, <clears throat> leaving off. Once he got to the woman's house, he waited outside until he saw that she was asleep. I'm pretty sure I read this part already, didn't I? No? Alright. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> He broke the glass door at the back of the house with a cement block that he found. The woman came out of the bedroom and seen Raider. He used the same lines as he used almost every time, saying that he needed a car, money, and food, and that he was going to tie her up. So he pretty much used to saying, fuck it, I'm just going to say what I want. I mean, by now he's got away with, what, six of them? So he tied her up in the bedroom and choked her to death. Once again, Raider took the body and put it in the trunk of her own car. He drove it to the lake near Park City and hid the body and evidence under some trees. He then drove the car back to the woman's house, wiped it clean of fingerprints, and went back to the church to get his own car. Then he went back to where he hid the body put it in the trunk and dumped the body under a bridge in Sedwick County. So pretty much he just said, fuck it. You're going to do whatever he wants. So I, I asked Will, uh, confess to seven. Is there more than seven? That they said there's ten. Oh, okay. But 
he only confessed to seven. I see. So, with that, here's going to be the last time you hear this piece of shit's voice. Lucky. <laughs> God damn it. No. Uh, so, what do you guys think of that one? <laughs> this dude just fucked up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till you hear how he got caught. Like, that's even... Like, for him to be this far into not being caught the way he was caught he was, was just if you think about right it. everything he, was. he did was just it just did it wasn't paying him right. attention at all he cleaned it with fingerprints but he left semen in the house right <clears throat> even though they can't find if you don't have no jail record they can't right. find you off of that but yeah it was just how he was like in every one he was almost caught in every single one of them if you think about it yeah the they just didn't have in the beginning. Yeah. The, the, the husband. husband. Right. Two husbands. Right. Yeah. And there was a kid in the house the whole time for the, the one. Yeah. And then um, the brother. Right. Yeah. Weird. So with that, here's his final confession clip. In that count, it's claimed that on or about the 18th day of January 1991 to the 8th, 19th day of January 1991 in the county of Sutton, state of Kansas, that you did then and there unlawfully kill a human being, that being Dolores E. Davis, maliciously, willfully, deliberately, and with premeditation by strangulation, inflicting injuries from which the said Dolores E. Davis did die on January 19, 1991. Mr. Rader, please tell me what you did here in Sedgwick County, Kansas on that day that makes you believe you're guilty. And on that particular day, I had some commitments. I left those, uh, went to one place, changed my clothes, went to another place, uh, parked my car, finally made arrangements on my hit kit, my clothes, and then walked to that residence. Uh, after spending some time at that residence, uh, it was very cold at night. Uh, had reservations about going in. I, I had cased the place before, and I really couldn't figure out how to get in, and she was in the house, so I finally just uh, selected a, a concrete block and threw it through the plate glass window on the east and came on in. Where is this residence located? It's on Hillside, but I couldn't give you address. I know it's probably 61, probably 62-something. Oh, 62-something. North or south? North. North Hillside. All right, so you used a concrete block to break a window? Mm-hmm. Plate glass window. Patio floor. Mm-hmm. What happened then? Uh, noise. I just went in. Uh, she came out of the bedroom and thought that a car had hit her house. And I told her that I was, uh, I used the, the roots of the being wanted. Uh, I was on the run, I needed food, car, warmth, warm up, and, uh, and I asked her, I uh, handcuffed her, and uh, kind of talked to her, told her that I would like to get some food, get her keys, her car, and kind of rest assured, you know, walk, talk with her a little bit, calmed her down a little bit, and, uh, and then eventually I checked, uh, I think she was still handcuffed, I uh, went back and checked out where the car was. Uh, Simulated getting some food, odds and ends in the house that I like I was leaving. Then went back and uh, removed her handcuffs and, uh, and then tied her up. And then, and then eventually strangled her. Or did you say eventually strangled her? Well, after I tied her up, 
I went through some things in the room there and then, and then strangled her. You said you went through, were you looking for something? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a personal items, yes. I took some personal items from there. Did you take personal items in every one of these incidents? Uh, I did on the hedge. Uh, I don't remember anything of uh, Vicky's place. We have Charles, we got the watch and the radio. I don't think I did any of Bright's. Uh, Vians, no, I don't think so. Fox, yes, I picked some things from Fox. It was hit and miss. All right. But probably, probably if, it, if, it was, if it was a control situation where I had more time, I took something. But if it, if it was a confusion and other things, I didn't as I was trying to get out of there. All right. So in regard to the Davis matter, you went around the room, took a few personal things. What did you do then? Uh, strangled her. What did you strangle her with? Pantyhose. All right. What happened then? Uh, kind of like uh, Mrs. Hedge. Uh, I already figured out my... I had a you know plan on leaving and uh, tr put her in a blanket and drug her to the car, put her in the trunk of the car. So you were able to strangle her to death with these pantyhose? Yes, sir. All right, you put her in your car. In her car. In car. Her car. car. Uh, the trunk of her car. Uh, what happened then? Uh, I really had a commitment I needed to go to, so I moved her to one spot, took her out of her car. This gets complicated. Then... The stuff I had, clothes, gun, whatever, I took that to another spot in her car, dumped that off, Okay. then took her car back to her house, uh, left that, let me think now, okay, in the interim, I took her car back to her house. In the interim, I realized that I had lost one of my guns. I dropped it somewhere. So I was trying to figure out where my gun was. So I went back in the house, realized I had dropped it when I went in the, when I broke the plate glass window. It dropped and fell on the floor right there, and I found it right there. So that solved that problem. Anyway, I went back out, uh, threw the keys, uh, checked the car real quick, quick like, uh, and threw the keys up on top of the roof of her house, walked from her car back to my car, Took my car, drove it back, and I either dropped more stuff off or I picked her up and put them in my car. And then I drove up uh, northeast of uh, Sedgwick County and dropped her off underneath the bridge. So all of these incidents, these ten counts, occurred because you wanted to satisfy a sexual fantasy. Is that correct? Yes. Does any party desire any further uh, matters to be put on the record at this time? No, Your Honor. Right, you may be seated, Mr. Rainer. I will find that you, Dennis L. Rader, have knowingly, intelligently, and voluntarily waived your constitutional rights and entered your pleas of guilty. I will find that you understand the nature of the charges and the consequences of your pleas. Based upon your statements to the court, I will find there are factual bases for each of these pleas of guilty. I will accept these pleas of guilty and adjudge you, Dennis L. Rader, guilty of murder in the first degree in count one, a class A felony, murder in the first degree in count two, a class A felony, murder in the first degree in count three, a class A felony, murder in the first degree in count four, a class A felony, Murder in the first degree in count five, a class A felony. 
murder in the first degree in count six, a class A felony, murder in the first degree in count seven, a class A felony, murder in the first degree in count eight, a class A felony, murder in the first degree in count nine, a class A felony, and murder in the first degree in count ten, a class A felony. All right, we're back. Not that he's going to say it. <laughs> oh. All right. So, <laughs> Scott, um, now that we're done talking about all the killings that he did, we're going to talk about how he got caught. So, from 1991 to 2004, no one has, well, Raider stayed in hiding for. 13 years well actually it was 14 years after he got caught um so no one has heard of from Raider for over 10 years but the on the 30th anniversary of the Otero family murder which was the first one that we talked about um <clears throat> the Wichita Eagle newspaper ran an article about the crime and BTK on March 17th of 2004, Raider mailed a letter to the Wichita Eagle from an undercover, undercover name, Bill Thomas Kilman. He had to put kill in there, huh? Well, no. Okay, I get it now. It's the initials. Now that I see it. Uh, the envelope had three photocopy pictures of one of the victims and her driver's license, then signed it with the same signature that had been used in the previous letters that he sent. So, like, throughout his entire time murdering, he sent letters to the newspaper, or to the newspaper, to the cops. So he's, like, sent stuff the entire time taunting them. What an idiot. Um, so... That, then the letters went to the FBI, and the investigation on BTK started all over again. So they pretty much said it was a cold case. They stopped, almost stopped looking. So the next package was May 5th. Now, I'm not going to talk about, we're not going to say the every single package that he delivered, because he did 11 of them. So we'll do... A couple so of them. So he stopped killing and started sending packages? Yes. After he had already basically got away with it? Yes. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> if you've noticed a lot of the serial killers, they're... They want to be recognized. You know what I mean? Like, Ted Bundy, as he was killing, he was a public figure. You know what I mean? Like, all I've of them... Full like House. <laughs> Full House? What about Full House? He's in it. Was he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ted Bundy. He's in Full House. Uh, yeah. I was waiting for you to fucking get it. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I almost forgot about that. I forgot his fucking name, honestly. Bob Saget. I was hoping I didn't have to explain it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, get it, get it. Get it. <laughs> so, the next one was May 5th, 2004, to K-A-K-E-T-V. He sent a word puzzle that contained deeper meaning with letters and numbers. They didn't really go into detail what the letter was or anything like that, so I just kind of left it alone. Didn't look into it a whole lot. 
the next one was June 9th, 2004. Um, he left a package taped to a sign in the middle of the city which had a gruesome description of the Otero family murders and a sketch of a dead body hanging by a rope. He named the sketch, The Sexual Thrills Is My Bill. Oh. This is kind of weird. What a pussy. Uh, the next package was June 17th of 2004. It was labeled BTK. That was at the Wichita Library. The letter Raider explained that that time was running out for him and he wanted to wait for the right time for his next hit. Altogether, altogether there was 11 packages and letters that Raider put different places and mailed to different locations. His last package was sent on February 16th of 2005. The police analyzed a floppy disk. So, now this was back in the time before, you know, when, like the floppy disk was a real big thing. I don't know what that is. Yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> what it is, is like, think of like a SD card, mm-hmm. but bigger. Oh, okay. And it had like a little disk inside of this plastic hard case. I see. So, there was a floppy disk in this package that uh, police traced back to the computer in the church that he went to under the name Dennis. Uh, the police looked up looked up the president of the church, and uh, the name was Dennis Rader. So, he was the president of this church and doing all this stuff. Uh, they drove by his house one day in an undercover car and seen the car he drove was in the past security camera footage. The police asked his daughter for DNA samples, saying it was for their medical records. So this is when DNA became a really big thing. Which house? left. Mom said he had a Yeah. Let's get Hey, come be on the episode. <laughs> um, but in all reality, it was to match it with the semen that was found in the crime scenes. So they had all the semen samples from 1974. That's insane. They matched it up to his kid. Uh, the Wichita police finally solved the case after 30 years. On February 25th, three days before my birthday. On 2000, in 2005, the Wichita Police Department surrounded Raider's car after he ate lunch at work and led him to a waiting police car where he was handcuffed. Dude, he'd have gotten away with it. Yeah, if it wasn't for that floppy disk. He's such an idiot. Like, he shouldn't have sent packages at all. No, if he wouldn't have provoked him, right. it was going to close all the cases. And he was yeah. Gonna like, I'm not saying I'm not glad that he didn't get or that he did get caught but you know what I mean right yeah it's it's crazy dude it's like after 30 years of them not even coming close to you you know what I mean and then you just granted he deserves everything but uh, he deserved not to still be living right so after he was arrested he confessed for more than 30 hours he's still alive yes He's in uh, El Dorero. So Raider was sentenced to life in prison. 
he would not be eligible for parole until 2180. So he's not even, he was, he was born in what, 74? So he was 30, almost 50 at the time of getting caught. So he's not even going to make it to parole. <laughs> he said 2180, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also. I said 2021. I had to think about it. I was like, wait, 2180? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> stupid. Uh, also, the judge did not allow him access to materials that would fulfill his fantasies. Which is obviously for reasons, you know what I mean? So on August 19th of 2005, Raider was finally taken to his new home in El Dorero Correctional Facility in El Dorero, Kansas. What'd you guys think about this piece of shit? Wish he were dead. Huh? Wish he were dead. Yeah. He definitely needed it. For sure. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. It's like, dude, how do you get away with it for that long? You know what I mean? They had everything other than a sample of his own DNA, even though they had it. They just couldn't match it up to anything. Yeah, that's crazy. Tell you what, man. After 30 years, that's some police work right there. To actually, you know what I mean, think of how to get, you know what I mean, to finally figure it out. Yeah. Because, like, you know, even them... He bruised their ego. Yeah. So they like, we got to kiss this motherfucker now. Yeah. And it's like, even just to trace back a floppy disk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how can you even... You know, I wouldn't even know how to start tracing a floppy well, disk. that's their job to learn how to do right. shit like that, they got I mean, I'm sure anybody can learn, yeah. but... It's just... To me, I feel like that's... There's nothing to trace on a floppy disk other than maybe where it was uploaded. Or downloaded on? Yeah, but I, see, I don't want to get into it with you because I'm not right. savvy like that. But I feel like that the cops have more technology and yeah. has advanced more than us, especially the FBI. You know oh, yeah. Mean? Yeah, they said the government's like five or six years ahead yeah, of us yeah. in technology. Which. We get the shit that they They got the more. iPhone 15. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. They got a phone that's 20 times better than every phone we have. Do you see the new iPhone coming out? It's like a flip phone. Really? They're making a flip phone? I might buy that. Nah, I will get that. <laughs> you know how, how cool that is when somebody piss you off? Is it still going to be touching? <laughs> huh? Still yeah. touching. It's kind of like the, the Fold, <clears throat> which is really stupid. I didn't like that, man. I looked at that thing and I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, and to me, I, I think I kept thinking that I'm gonna break the screen. I yeah. break the screen. Yeah, I don't know. So with that, you got any other comments? Nope. So, uh, what you guys, what you guys gonna do for the rest of the week? Uh, work, get drunk. Work, 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 work. Much about it. Yeah, me a couple brewskis tonight. Well, we're recording this on a Saturday, and people won't hear this till Wednesday. So hopefully Happy you guys. Day, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully you guys like the way that we set this up. Uh, hopefully, 
hopefully everything turned out right and you guys can hear all the confessions. Um, social media guy's not here, so all the social media, Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, what the fuck and why TikTok. TikTok. Make a TikTok. Talk, talk, talk. <laughs> I'm going to start calling it Talk Talk. <laughs> um, YouTube, everything is on uh, is What the Fuck and Why podcast. Check us out. So hopefully soon, well, yeah, because we completely restarted all social media. So everything's wiped away. We started all new. And uh, we're going to start really posting. Try to post every day. Put some videos up on YouTube. Stuff like that. And uh, everybody stay safe with and COVID-19. Crap one more thing. Around. I got my inspirational quote. Yeah. Pretty soon, <laughs> we're going to have a new logo. Yes, we are. It's going to be us drawn as cartoon characters. This is going to be really funny to see. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> so whenever we get that, we will post that. And we'll hear you guys' thoughts after that. So here's Elmer with the inspirational. Let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. Goddamn right. Say it again. Hell yeah. <laughs> Every time you just say it again. Say it again. <laughs> All right. That's it. With All that. right, everybody. Y'all be safe. Uh, stay six feet away from people with bad breath. Uh, <laughs> do your thing.